Hello there, my name is John Falola. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode titled Insecurity, Safety and National Ideologies. To start with is to talk about a few things about Nigeria. Some, we all know that Nigeria was before the am- amalgamation in 1914. We all know that it was as a result of some political interest during the colonization era and they were thinking about what to take from Nigeria whereas I believe that the creator had a unique plan about our unity truth is our diversity brings about a unique flavor which is seen during our football matches you know when you see a player pass the ball you don't care about the name all you care about is is wearing a nigerian jersey you know from ahmed musa to kelechi ienacho to chikweze to okoye to um and many more anyways and the most important thing there is the fact that the tribe is forgotten for a, a common goal which is victory so i'd like us to understand that the cure to insecurity is for that cloak or that um, classification of tribes to be removed and we need to see ourselves first as Nigerians before any tribe with that in mind we love ourselves more I can tell you there will be safety when the people love and serve themselves to more I will explain further. You would agree with me that Nigeria has been after over a century since we were amalgamated in 1914. In 2014, it was a century since Nigeria was legally formed. And um, you would agree with me that it will be 111 years of existence in 2025. Why that number is unique to me is the fact that it has 111. And the fact that it calls when a season where equity or equilibrium is to be considered in power the wasobia cliche has to come to play at the center equal opportunity for the wasobia not the way it used to be where you have you classify the north and the south no we know that there are three major tribes which every other language is 
fall in under without wasobia cliche being manifested in governance at the center allows room for every ethnic group to feel like their interest is in play that means that if you have an Aosha president you are supposed to have if you have a Yoruba president you're supposed to have you could have an an uh, Aosha vice an Igbo state of state or uh, secretary of state if you have an Igbo as president you should have uh, you can have an Aosha as vice then um, Yoruba as a, as a state or secretary of state if you have an Aosha as president you can have a Igbo or Yoruba as vice then secretary of state goes to Yoruba or Igbo you know just like that just to respect the fact that we are one people who identify ourselves under the umbrella of three tribes that's why the idea that will be 111 in the year 2025 is amazing to me it confirms that every entity under these three umbrella of tribes needs to be recognized and feel like they are part of the country Nigeria is classified into three main ethnic groups with over 200 languages we had colonies before colonization we had communities community security rather and decentralized security based on kingdom colonies the Nigeria of today has evolved into communities of states with the capacity of maximizing over 52 natural resources. You see, the major reason the North has never agreed to decentralization and devolution of power is simply because they are too focused on the others' resources without focusing on theirs. The North is richly blessed with most resources, but the fact that they have vested interest in the resources in the South is the major reason why there has been a repelling um, undertone calling for decentralization of power. And I think it's a welcoming, it's a good news, it's a good thing for such a time as this. And I'll explain that further. When a dispensation where we need to have every state to become an empowered state in terms of security, in terms of safety, in terms of national ideology. Every state has to have its own identity. It's already taking shape already. We have that in place. But we now need to become self-sufficient states while remitting your resources to the center instead of the, the present structure we have that the center takes care of everybody when every state sees that their power, the power 
of development, the power of educating its people, the power of growth is in their hands. The people will hold them accountable for deliveries. Because what will happen is when you see cities like Lagos, like um, Kano, like um, Onicha, like Abba, you know, like Porter Court, begin to develop into first world cities. Everyone will not want to be left out. There will be a ripple effect because every city is actually connected by commerce. Every 36 states in this nation is connected by commerce. So it's quite important that we know that the earlier we understand that we need to make sure that each state is empowered and which is because we need to have collective prosperity. The era whereby some selected few will enjoy the best of the land is over. When the dispensation where you see people where nobody's become somebody's, see people who will build, become captain of industries that will employ millions of people, and that will be the largest exports of creativity out of Africa. We'll get back to that in, in subsequent episode. So let me go back to the not elite now. Not elite have deprived their people of the best quality education while they are educated. Same applies to the South and the East, West. Insecurity has never been caused by anarchists. It has always been because of regional aggrievances and affiliation differences. The Boko Haram movement were initially about no Western education. Then they brought into a ruthless idea of making Nigeria an Islamic state like ISIS in Syria and Europe, Al-Shabaab in Kenya. They became a menace that is out of hand today. The truth is this. This shouldn't have been an issue in the first place if Nigeria didn't have an history of shipping people from neighboring countries like Niger Republic to come and vote during an election just because of power. So what we have is a menace whereby people who have nothing to lose have become terrorists. They, they are Nigerians. The whole Nigeria know nothing including the Aumanjiris, the people whom poverty had pushed to the wall, luck had pushed them to the wall, that they would swear allegiance to whomever takes care of them. These are the people they recruit and they become a menace to the society at large. The truth is this, with all due respect, and I did not say any of this to disrespect anybody with the highest form of respect. If we are to have a united Nigeria where there will be collective prosperity, where everyone would appreciate each other irrespective of tribe, we need to start appreciating ourselves more. We need to start making the common wealth rich 
every fabric of the society like education like food security agriculture you know empowerment you know like to the point that people see government government as an enabling factor to everything they do steady power supply at good rates all this is quite important because this aggrievances is not only common to the north the south south have had their aggrievances their aggrievances in the past and the idea of us always doing amnesty has to stop we need to start ensuring that those kind of things don't reoccur by ensuring that every citizen is taken care of prevention is better than cure by making sure that we have the best hospitals by making sure that we have the best um, social security we have the best of um, infrastructures we have the best of business environments for our people to thrive and enjoy the commonwealth of being in Nigeria and this will thereby make Nigeria the most desirable destination for foreigners to come and like and come and experience our culture experience us as a people so let me go back to in the full details of if, uh, this message uh, or this broadcast now there was an intelligence about on certain nigerian state with kidnappings bombings to create an hostile takeover of fear little did leaders of the movement realize they are sown the wrong seeds of crime and insecurity now this criminal hearts weren't possible without enablement from sponsors and vendetta driven citizens the stories of importation of Niger republic recruits who have nothing to lose the almunjaris uh, and this thing is quite puzzling because there's not is self-destructing the most respected african troops became powerless due to gross mismanagement of human resources and corruption getting the weapons is never the problem the nigerian military were deprived of the willpower ammunition and superior intelligence because of political reasons the former emir was right to say that not was going to self-destruct but the safety net i'm bringing to your ears today is for nigeria to review its constitution nigeria needs to review its security architecture to protect Nigerians across all 36 states. Nigeria needs to break free from a model of governance that only a selected few get to prosper.
what makes a nation develop is because any man any woman any boy any child can sleep and wake up in that country and become anything they aspire to become what makes america america is because anybody can fulfill their dreams what makes singapore singapore is because the singapore of today allows people to thrive what makes dubai dubai is because if you go there you can thrive so it's quite important that we understand that the what essence of having a nation is for lives and properties to be secured the essence of having a nation is for the lives or the citizens to be able to thrive to be able to live their best dreams and trust me collective prosperity makes the nation more prosperous it makes governments more prosperous until we understand that we need new ideologies that will be spelled out in our constitution until we understand that we need new national security architect architecture for communities for states for the national or for the federal harm until those things are implemented we we'll keep having issues of issues of back and forth and this brings me to this point now the Boko Haram movement can be destroyed by a singular act of preventing the resources from their sponsors from getting across to them. The funny part is, those transactions as is within our purview. Nigeria needs to hone up to assistance from foreign intelligence collaborations having a kind of interpol communication with other forced world nations that can help them understand how to deal with this menace and the security architecture needs not just to be reviewed the security or the men the harm forces the men of the harm forces need to be taken care of to the highest level. They, they, they give up their life for us. They secure our nation so we can sleep. Their children ought to have a lifetime free ed- education. Their, their family ought to have housing sought out for life so they know that their basic need a woman wants is taken care of that's the reward of service to a nation so in the next coming months and years there will be a a massive review or massive call for those aspiring 
to for political offices those who are there right now to begin to review the model of service because the people call the shots now the citizens call the shots now they decide who leads them or not i'm saying this because the people will protect their choices because they've seen that they know who has their interest at heart and who doesn't have their interest at heart. They've seen this circle play over, over and over again. The people know who will lead them. And I know that they will make the right choice in the forthcoming elections and beyond. So, my last word to the government right now is for them to review the Nigerian constitution, then to review the security architecture, and for them to imbibe national ideologies into the Niger- into Nigerian constitution. So we are, our constitutions are value-shaped shaping constitution rather Nigeria is about to become the most desirable destination in the world and it's also about to become the most powerful black nation in the world who's going to build, build the nation to that reality it's you and I listen some are, are going to build with their businesses some are going to build their families so they don't become a menace society. Some are going to build their selves to become of service to the nation across the civil service. Some are going to provide the best form of leadership across every sphere of the society. So when you step into the Nigerian soil, from the airport, even the air you breathe is Nigerian. You know you breathe the air of freedom, you breathe the air of justice, and you you breathe the air of actualization, where you know your dreams are valid and possible. So I welcome you to that future. I welcome you to a new Nigeria. Thank you for listening to this to this episode.